Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode more on Ed Howard, and ask me questions if I was confusing. Today, I was in a bit of back and forth on Twitter about Ed Howard, and I decided, you know what, I have to do a podcast. might be a real short one, but I have to do a podcast a little bit on Ed Howard because there are some things that people aren't grasping things that people aren't grasping and actually there's kind of an an understandable explanation for it there's kind of an understandable explanation for it but until you grasp the basics there's a whole lot of things that you're just gonna miss and until you grasp the basics you're going to miss them completely miss them and have no idea. I'm going to turn the clock back. Maybe this will be a longer podcast. I'm going to turn the clock back a little bit. What was it, 2018? I might be off a year. Was it 2018? It's something like 2018. When Javier Baez got hurt. When Javier Baez got hurt and... Addison Russell was not really able to play. And the Cubs at the very end of the season had to send out somebody else to play shortstop. Was it Ryan Court? Or was it... I'm not even remembering right now who it was. They sent out a guy who... uh, Oh, Mike Freeman, that's who it was. Yeah, Mike Freeman. The year that Mike Freeman ended up playing shortstop. And Cubs fans were... Oh my God, Mike Freeman is terrible. Trust me, I heard it. I heard it a lot. I heard it regularly. And every time I heard, Oh my God, Mike Freeman is terrible. What I heard it as was, You have no idea what you're talking about. It's not that Mike Freeman was a great defensive player. Not going to make that argument. Was he passable defensively at shortstop for a major league team? Probably not. He was probably a little bit below average using the A, B, C, D, E um, defensive rankings for Stratomatic. Javier Baez would probably either be an A or a B. Um, Addison Russell, good Addison Russell would have been probably a B. Um, Later day, Addison Russell, probably a C. Mike Freeman, probably a D. But people were under the impression there is no person in the universe who could possibly be worse at playing shortstop than Mike Freeman. You know what that says to me? 
you have never in your entire life watched an advanced day baseball game. You just haven't. You just haven't. And you don't grasp that people at this level, whatever this level is, whatever this level is, you ha the player has to get a whole lot better at that level. A whole lot better at that level. Just to be able to make it to the next level. It doesn't matter what the level is. It really doesn't matter what the level is. They have to bust their hump and do very well to get to mastery or even near mastery of that level. And they have to do it offensively and defensively. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. So let's say you have in 2022, you are sending out Reggie Preciado at third base and shortstop in low A baseball. Seems a reasonable assessment. No. Probably that'll happen. Preciado will probably be in low A. He will probably play some third base. He will probably play some shortstop. I would look for James Triantos to play some third base and some second base. You know, pe move people around the infield. Uh, probably Ed Howard will probably start at short. But, you know, you, you, but we're going to focus on Triantos right now. Uh, we're going to focus on Preciado right now. There will be three things to mind regarding Reggie Preciado. One is, how is he doing defensively at third base? The best way to know that would be to pay attention to Myrtle Beach games. If you're not going to do that, the second best way to do that would be to find someone who is prioritizing Myrtle Beach games and has that said information and can fill you in on Hey, this is how Reggie Preciado is doing at third base. Second thing you want to know about Reggie Preciado, how's he doing at shortstop? Third thing you want to know about Reggie Preciado, how's he doing offensively? If it gets to be, oh, late July, and Reggie Preciado is crushing the ball on offense, killing it at third base, killing it at shortstop, you know what happens then? You know what happens then, don't you? Gets his butt promoted. He gets his butt promoted, and hopefully maybe uh, Christian Hernandez takes a spot at third base and shortstop. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. But if he's struggling at any of those levels, hitting third base, shortstop, if he's struggling even a little tiny bit, then you don't, don't promote him because he hasn't earned it yet. See how that works? If you earn the promotion, if you're crushing everything, then you get promoted. If you're not crushing everything, then you don't get promoted. That's how it works. Now we're going to take a dial it back to Ed Howard in 2020. Ed Howard, 2020, everything was going along absolutely swimmingly. He was looking forward to his season starting in high school and blah, 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 etc., then all of a sudden, before his season starts, because remember, he's playing high school in uh, Mount Carmel High School in Illinois. Before his high school season starts, COVID hits, and he has no high school season. He has no high school season. <coughs> he has no team-based practice because he wasn't on 
the 60-man roster as far as players who were allowed to practice. So <coughs> Ed Howard's practice for the entirety of 2020 was nothing. Nothing. Maybe go to a gym, take some grounders, take some batting practice. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing Ed Howard was going to be able to do to make himself markedly better because, after all, he wasn't allowed to work with the team. He wasn't allowed to go to the facility in South Bend and swing against good pitching. He wasn't allowed to. Only 60 players were allowed to do that. He was not one of the 60, so he was blocked out. He had nothing. There was nothing at all in the entire universe that he could do to really make himself better. Nothing. Not a darn thing. And it really wasn't his fault. No videos for him to watch. Nothing. No games. No superstar events. No nothing. Now, let's take a different person. Let's take a different person. Let's take a different person. Um, Emerson Hancock. Emerson Hancock in 2020, same year, same year, same year, same year. Same year is what I'm talking about with Ed Howard. Same year, the same year, 2020. The same year when COVID hits. Emerson Hancock and the Georgia Bulldogs have already had all their spring practice, all their fall practice, and they got in four weeks of games before the season got called off. Emerson Hancock had four starts, reasonably stretched out starts, against good college opposition In 2020. So let's compare Ed Howard, zero games against high school talent or anyone else. Emerson Hancock, four starts against good college programs. Here's the tough question for the day Who developed better? Not a hard question, is it? Not really very hard, is it? The player who was in a third of a season, he developed better than the player who didn't play a game at all, ever. Not that surprising. Really not that surprising. When people point at Ed Howard and say, he can't this, he can't that, he can't the other thing. Step one is to realize he had no 2020 season. None. And it wasn't because he was lazy. It wasn't because he was a criminal. It wasn't because he was a jag bag. None of that. He just had no season. College players, coast to coast, had some sort of a season. Had some sort of a season. And because of that, 
they at least revved their body up. They had the opportunity to, and, and let's take a hitter. Let's take a hitter. Somebody who was facing Emerson Hancock. Somebody who was facing whichever pitcher it is. Which do you think helps a, a hitter more? Which, spit it out, maybe you'll understand the question. Which do you think helps a hitter more? Facing no actual pitching over the course of an entire, oh, I don't know, 14-month span. Or facing pitchers that are tossing 95, 96, 97, 98, getting two or three pitches over for strikes. Which do you think is more helpful for a hitter? The hitters who faced Emerson Hancock, the hitters who faced good ACC pitching, the pitchers who faced good SEC pitching, the pitchers, the hitters who faced good Pac-10 pitching or Pac-12 pitching or anybody, <laughs> anybody. Even if you're facing substandard pitching. When you're talking about high school, when you're talking about high school baseball, when was the last time you watched high school, a high school baseball game? When was the last time you walked yourself over, drove yourself over, sat down at the field, and watched a high school baseball game? Because if it's been, oh, I don't know, 10 years since you watched a high school baseball game, why would I value your opinion on what's going on at a high school baseball game? If you don't know what's going on, then you don't know what's going on. When was the last time you watched a college game? Division I college game. College is definitely a step up from high school. Definitely a step up from high school. Ed Howard had nothing in 2020. So when I hear somebody say, Ed Howard can't hit, off of what are you basing that? Off of what are you basing that? He struggled early against pitchers who were far more experienced than he was and had far more experience in 2020 than he did. It should come as absolutely 0% of a surprise that Ed Howard started slowly as a professional. If you thought Ed Howard was going to start well as a professional off of having a wasted 2020 season, it's not on Ed Howard that he had a bad start. It's on you for having unreasonable expectations on how easy it is to hit well against good college pitching. Good college pitching, it used to be, and I, this is something I hear from college announcers. This isn't me talking. This isn't me talking. These are college announcers who've been watching their team for 6, 8, 10, 12, 15 years and have been talking with people for longer than that and they've been following college baseball for a long time. These are people who know what the heck they're talking about. 
If you go back, crinkles up face, eight years, 10 years, you go back eight years, 10 years and watch a college baseball game. Eight, 10 years ago, a college baseball game. If you have a starting pitcher, toss a 92, that's velocity. 92 in college, six, eight, 10 years ago, is velocity. You could have two very good teams playing against each other and neither guy hitting 89. Regularly, routinely, good teams, good pitchers. Things have changed. There are still some people who get out, toss an 87, 88. There's still that. There's still always going to be that. But now what's going on? College teams have pitchers who are throwing 93, 94, 95, 96, getting two or three pitches over. So when you're going into, for instance, Florida State for a three-game weekend series, you're playing against Florida State starting pitching for three games, you're going to see three really good starting pitchers. You just are. You just are. Hey, we got one guy down. Oh, okay, Who, who's the next guy? Well, the, the next guy, this guy throws 94. He'll probably only be able to go four innings, but we'll, we'll get four, four innings out of him. Then we'll bring in somebody else who throws 95. Then we'll bring in somebody who throws it, throws it 96. If we're ahead, we'll bring in the guy who throws it 98 because that's what college baseball is now. Throw faster, throw harder. You know what it is in high school? If you're throwing 75, you're normal. Ed Howard didn't face 94 at all, ever, in his life, until he showed up in low A ball. Never in his life was he playing a game against somebody throwing 94, 95, until he got to Myrtle Beach and started playing in games. And you know what? No matter how good you are against 75 and straight, when you're facing 94, 95, regularly, routinely, you're going to struggle. Because 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, as well as the Cubs did in 2016, as well as the Cubs did in 2016, across the league, across the league, teams realize, you know what? We can't win anymore. Toss in 92-93. We can't win because the players that the Cubs have and the players that teams that were contending with the Cubs... They're going to kill our 92-93. Teams had to ramp it up and go with at least more high-velocity pitchers, if not completely high-velocity pitchers. The game changed. The game broke. 
Ed Howard was not used to facing a guy that can burn the corner off on the inside thumbs at 93 and then snap a slider off the outside edge at 84. He'd never seen that before in his life. Where the heck was he going to face that? Of course, Ed Howard struggled. And by the end of the season, his last month, he wasn't that terrible. He was much better because he was getting used to what he had to do. I wish, I wish, I wish people who had zero patience for minor league players and they would, you know, start to talk about this. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, how, how's the weather? How's the, 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 the whatever? Share with us your most recent job evaluation from your boss. <laughs> Bosses aren't necessarily always very um, kind in assessing talent. They just aren't. It's just not. Some of them are. Some of them are horrible. Some of them are fairly good at it. But uh, it's very hard to adjust to hitting 95 and 96 mile an hour fastballs if all you're used to is 78 and maybe, 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 maybe occasionally somebody throwing 83. That's what you have in high school. That's what you have in high school. Howard adjusted to high school. But he never had. He never had anything in 2020 to ramp up for what he was going to face in 2021. Players who had pitched in 2021 at the college level, you know what they were able to do? They were able to head back to their college campus and start warming up and getting ready. And hey, yeah, I've done this for three or four years. I know how this league goes. So where are you this year? Oh, I'm with, you know, whatever team it is. Oh, okay. Hey, have a great, great year. Uh, you know, hey, do you like, my, do you like the um, grip that I have on my slider and on my changeup? And all that kind of stuff. But he's getting ready. He's getting ready. He's been through it. He's been against it. He's played against guys who are first team, second team, all conference. And now he shows up at low A ball and, hey, I'm going to play against a high school kid who never played last year. That'll be fun. Ed Howard struggled. And you can leave it at that. Or you can say he struggled and then toward the later parts of the season, he got better. Anything else is unnecessary. Anything else is unnecessary. Expecting someone to do what is basically impossible is rather pointless. But then, a lot of things on social media are kind of pointless, I guess. And some of the comments on me social media are pointless as well. Ed Howard has yoked up this offseason. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be better. But when I hear somebody say, when I hear somebody say, so-and-so 
professional athlete, can't, whatever, 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 whatever. What I really want to do is ask them, are you willing to make a $1,000 contribution to Cubs Care if that ends up being a wrong statement? Very few would say, yes, I would be willing to do that. What people like to do is reference the past with complete abject ignorance of the future. Maybe the past will predict the future. Maybe the past will not predict the future, at least accurately. We don't know. What I like to do with minor league players, something that infuriates the heck out of people, I like to say basically what I know. Then beyond that, eh, we'll find out. For instance, James Triantos. He did really well in the Arizona League last year. So how's he going to do this year? I don't know. We'll find out. How did Howard do last year? He struggled when he was against guys who were a whole lot more experienced than he was, but once he got experience against those guys, he was a little bit better late in the season. So how's he going to do this year? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Let's listen to the games and find out. I really don't think there's a way that you can know. I really don't think that there's a way that you can know based on partial past information what's going to happen in the future. You can have a hunch. I'm not going to say Ed Howard is going to be a major league all-star. I'm not going to say Ed Howard is going to be a major league player. But I am going to say, if you have an entire season where really you don't get to play against anybody, and the bloke you're up against had a full season last year, or a half season last year, or a third of a season last year, and his opponents were a whole lot better than you've ever faced in your entire life, he probably had a better preparation than you did. Each level gets harder. Each level gets harder. Each level gets harder. If you play high school but no college, and you're up against a college player, the college player's going to have the advantage until we find out otherwise. Ed Howard wasn't bad the last couple months. Early on, he was kind of bad because he was completely unprepared for what he was going to be up against. And that came as no surprise to anyone who knew what the heck was going on. And if a person has no idea of what's going on and they're making assumptions off of their own ignorance, they should probably be, what's the word I'm looking for? Hmm, uh, yeah, that's it. Disregarded entirely. People who thought Ed Howard was going to do really well early on last year, I don't know why they would have thought that. Howard tried. Yeah, the old ribbon thing. He gave it his best, got injured for a while, I think, Possibly some of it, they just say, hey, just take a couple weeks off and 
settle yourself. I don't know if that happened. It might have. But eventually, he figured it out. He figured it out and he was okay. If absolutely needed, Howard could play advanced day this year. As the Cubs already have, Kevin Day, who had a better season, Day should probably start at South Bend unless there's something I don't know about. Howard did fine. His 2021 season, by this August, becomes completely unimportant. By this August, what's important is how well has he progressed this season beyond what he was last season. Every level gets harder. And the most recent information is generally the most accurate information. That Howard's fine. If you have problems with that Howard, the problem's not with that Howard. It's with the person who has problems with that Howard. Thanks for stopping by.